It's been a while since we've had a loss to talk about on the Locked On Litany Lions podcast, but that's where we are as we get started with another week here with Penn State losing over the weekend to the Iowa Hawkeyes 23-20. We'll react to all that, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't be pushing any panic buttons just yet, as gloomy as things may seem uh, as we get another week started. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily source for Penn State information and coverage and commentary right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, editor of NittanyLionsWire.com and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And we have a lot of stuff to discuss this week as Penn State hits its midway point of the season. They do so with a bye week. So we are going to spend a lot of time this week kind of doing some mid-season evaluations and kind of gathering our thoughts from the first half of the season and looking forward to whatever's going to happen in the second half of the season. And I think that's very important to keep in mind because Penn State is coming off its first loss of the season, 23-20 to 20 setback this past weekend in the, the state of Iowa against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Lots of thoughts and reactions to that game in particular, which we're going to get into in today's episode before we start turning the page and really doing those midseason check-ins with this Penn State team. There's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot to look forward to. And I do think that Penn State's going to be in a pretty good situation as long as their quarterback comes back. So that's going to be the basis for our episode today. Before we get started, though, I do want to remind you guys that you can check out our podcast on the Odyssey app or any other place you get your audio podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast right now on your phone or on the go in audio format, thank you so much for giving us a listen, making us your first listen of the day. And of course, if you enjoy what you're hearing, hopefully you'll hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, whatever the case may be. And if you feel so inclined, leave a rating and review. That really helps us out with our growth on those various podcasting platforms. So however you want to show your support, we definitely appreciate it. And we always appreciate the feedback and commentary you guys have for us. We are also on YouTube. If you haven't really caught on to that yet, welcome to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, thank you so much for stopping by, making sure you hit that thumbs up on the video below, and of course, leaving a comment so you can maybe be selected for the YouTube comment of the day, which we'll get into a little bit later in this episode. But we've been having some fun on YouTube. We've been having a good season so far on all the various podcasting platforms. And we hope to keep it going. And we will keep it going. Despite the melancholy mood you as a Penn State fan may have on this Monday morning or Monday afternoon, whatever the case may be, there is still light at the end of this tunnel. One loss on the road against a very good Iowa team, very good Iowa defense, I should say, is not the end of the season. You don't have to push any panic buttons just yet. Uh, I do feel as though this team overall is going to be in a pretty good shape. But it is all reliant on getting the quarterback, Sean Clifford, back healthy. Now, as I'm recording this, I have no idea what's going to happen with Sean Clifford, so we'll have to wait and see what the updates are on him and his status moving forward. But here's what we know. Penn State was much more effective and much more efficient with Sean Clifford in as the quarterback, leading this offense on the road against a very good Iowa defense. He did have two interceptions in the first quarter. There's no denying that or getting around that. Uh, only one of them led to three points. So overall, I'm not too concerned about Sean Clifford's rocky start because I feel like there was much more positive. He did lead 
the offense to two touchdown drives in the first quarter. Penn State was up going up 17-3 to by the time that Sean Clifford made his way to the locker room. It was clear as day that when Sean Clifford left the game, the entire mood of the game on both sidelines shifted 180 degrees. Penn State's offense could not do a thing with Taquan Roberson as the quarterback other than one field goal drive in the second half. Uh, they were backed up against their own end, courtesy of some terrific special teams by Iowa and a very good Iowa defense that kind of felt the blood in the water, right, with Penn State putting in their backup quarterback. It's been the story of the season for Iowa. They have knocked out starting quarterback after starting quarterback from Iowa State, Maryland, Indiana. Every starting quarterback that they have faced has basically not been able to last the full game for one reason or another. This was just another case, and I think Penn State was in the worst possible position with their backup quarterback situation, something we will talk about coming up in the next segment. But uh, as far as this Penn State offense was concerned, they had no running game to bail out an inexperienced quarterback uh, playing in that environment in Kinnick Stadium against that pass defense from the Iowa Hawkeyes. Not a good situation to be in. Totally avoidable. Well, I don't know. It's up to you. But I know people have some thoughts and opinions on uh, the preparedness that Roberson was for that position. Uh, I think it's a little harsh to be too critical of the quarterback. Certainly direct some attention to the coaching staff. But bottom line was, at some point, somebody's got to make some plays. Receivers weren't necessarily catching some of the passes to help out their quarterback. There was no running game to kind of take some of the pressure off, especially with the field position that Penn State had to work with. And all in all, you got to give credit to Iowa at some point, right? So even if you feel like Penn State is the better team when Sean Clifford is healthy, which I fully agree with, having seen what was happening with Sean Clifford as the quarterback, uh, at some point, you got to tip your cap to the other team and realize that they took advantage of the opportunities. They seized the moment and Iowa celebrated a 23 to 20 victory. There's lots of stuff that we can have reacting to this game. And I'm sure in the next couple of days, we'll share some more thoughts and we can share some of your thoughts as well. If you want to leave comments on our YouTube channel or reach out to us on our Twitter account. People have opinions. I understand that. And one of the biggest criticisms I think that you can throw at Penn State right now is they were not prepared for the possibility and the scenario where Sean Clifford would have to leave the game for one reason or another. That is the topic of our next segment. But before we get to that, I want to remind you guys that if you're looking to get involved with some college football, daily fantasy football, there is only one app that you need on your phone. And that is, of course, is the Prize Picks app. You can check it out on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. It is one of the top daily fantasy apps out there, and it is one of the best places to get involved with some college daily fantasy football. The Prize Picks app has every team from every power conference covered, and of course, they have some of the top group of five programs out there as well. So if you're a college football hardcore fan, you know a little bit about some of the top players that may be flying under the national radar, you may have a little bit of an inside edge. And right now, Prize Packs is going to give you a little bit of an incentive to get started today. All you have to do is once you download the app and sign up for your account, when you make your initial deposit, use the promo code LOCKED ON, and Prize Picks is going to give you up to $100 in instant credit into your account. That's up to $100 of free money to get involved with some daily fantasy football. What more could you ask for? So go check out the Prize Picks app today on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Download the app, get started in as little as 60 seconds. You're going to have a lot of fun, and Prize Picks is going to give you $100 with that promo code locked on. 
want to thank you guys once again, as always, for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. You can catch us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your audio podcasts. And of course, we're also on YouTube bringing these episodes to you in full video format. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up and leave a comment down below so we know that you're paying attention. And of course, want to share your thoughts for a possible YouTube comment of the day. We'll get to the YouTube comment of the day coming up in our third and final segment. But first, Let's talk about the big story, I think, as far as this Penn State game is concerned. And that is, of course, uh, losing Sean Clifford put Penn State's offense in a pretty bad situation. And this is not to be critical of any one individual player or any individual person, because I don't believe in being overly critical of a college athlete, especially one thrown in a backup role, coming off the bench or on the sideline, I should say, and being thrust into the kind of situation that Taquan Roberson was in. I understand the sentiment out there that he, as a backup quarterback and the number one backup to Sean Clifford, has to be fully prepared for that possibility that he may have to come onto the field. And maybe he mentally was. However, uh, he certainly didn't have the right feel for leading this offense, and that certainly was glaring in so many obvious situations with a lot of overthrows, just not accurate passing, uh, and of course some freshman, I would say, mistakes from a young quarterback that you expect him to make, especially when it came to clock management. There were some serious issues that I had that I think are much more reflective on the coaching rather than the individual player. Uh, snapping the ball with 29 seconds left on your play clock when the clock is running in the fourth quarter and you're actually in a position where you should be milking as much time as possible, I, I think falls more on the coaching, but I do think the quarterback has to take some responsibility for that as well. Uh, you have to be aware of the situation, and when you have a lead on the road against a team that is as dangerous as Iowa's defense is, you want to milk as much of that clock as possible. I don't think that Penn State did that. I don't know if uh, that's more reflective on Taquan Roberson or if somebody on the sideline with a headset should be telling him that he needs to be aware of that. Uh, obviously, there are some different offensive philosophies that suggest that maybe some quarterbacks are better kind of running more up-tempo and not really worrying about milking the clock. However, I feel like we've seen this story before where Penn State in the fourth quarter against a really talented team or a highly ranked team is in a situation where if they milk some more of the clock, maybe they give themselves a higher percentage chance of winning the game. I'm not saying that's the difference of this game in particular, but it's just one of those things that kind of... Uh, crawls under my skin a little bit every time I see it, not just from Penn State, but college football teams in general. Clock management seems to be a hard thing for a lot of teams to grasp for one reason or another. But the bigger picture here is really what was the biggest offline or offseason story for Penn State with regards to the roster. When Will Levis transfers to Kentucky, Penn State has an obvious need to improve the depth at the quarterback position, not so much in number of players available, but having somebody with some experience. And that was one of the main objectives for this offseason as far as James Franklin was concerned way back in the spring. Evaluating the options that were in the transfer portal, of which there wasn't really an overabundance of good quality quarterback candidates for Penn State to consider, but there were probably enough that would have been worthy of evaluating for some strong consideration to be added to the program. Ultimately, Penn State made a push to get the LSU transfer from TJ Finley. Uh, of course, TJ Finley ended up committing to Auburn, of course, of all teams, who Penn State faced a couple weeks back. Uh, but after TJ Finley decided to go elsewhere, Penn State seemed to either just come up dry 
from their own account or inability to secure any worthy quarterback candidate as a transfer option, or they just gave up and decided, you know what, we're just going to roll the dice and hope for the best with Sean Clifford, and then hopefully he gets us through the entire season. So as we got closer and closer to the start of the season, I was uh, suggesting that this is a Sean Clifford or bust kind of year for Penn State. And for a while, things were going pretty well, and even in this game against Iowa. And then, what do you know, things went bust. Because Taquan Roberson, while he was a four-star recruit, while he still has a lot of upside potential and could still be groomed into being a very solid quarterback for Penn State, I'm not suggesting that he is a complete waste of a roster spot by any stretch of the imagination, but it was certainly clear that he just was not prepared to step into that role in that particular situation. If Sean Clifford goes down at home in a game against Illinois or Rutgers, maybe he can get by with Taquan Roberson, but on the road against that Iowa defense was not a good situation for Taquan Roberson to be in. So when you have to go to that backup option in that particular scenario, what do you do? How do you change the offensive game plan? Obviously, he comes in before the end of the first half, and it's a little rocky, but you kind of get the sense that, all right, just get to halftime with the lead. We'll reevaluate things. Maybe we'll change up a couple things, put together a couple solid drives in the second half, get out of here with a win somehow. And for a while, it looked like that was going to work out. And then it becomes a battle of field position, and Taquan Roberson just is misfiring all over the place. Brenton Strange drops a couple passes that really could have helped out and maybe changed the outcome a little bit. Uh, so, you know, receivers were, were either not making the catches or unable to make the catches because the, the ball was just too far out of reach. So uh, there were a lot of rocky moments. And of course, that came back to haunt them. So the overall picture here is Penn State went into the season knowing that if Sean Clifford goes down, they better hope for the best out of Taquan Roberson and hope that it doesn't cost them a game. I'm not saying Taquan Roberson cost Penn State this game by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying the failure to be ready for a plan B or plan C, if you needed it, uh, was not there. That was the, the biggest problem, I think, for Penn State. I think that does fall back on the coaching. I, does, I do think that that falls back on your whole offseason plan going into the season because if you feel good about your team, you want to make sure that you've got every scenario covered in case you need to go with an audible for a, a football term right there. Uh, Penn State had to call the audible. They were unable to execute the audible. And then it comes back and blows up in their face with a 23-20 to 20 loss against the Iowa Hawkeyes. But do not hit any panic buttons. Coming up in our third and final segment, I will tell you that the bye week comes at a really good time for Penn State. We'll see where they go from here. There's still a lot of good things that can still happen out of this season. This is just more of a speed bump rather than a landmine. I imagine that after taking their first loss of the season, Penn State's going to be a little bit hungry to get back on the playing field and rebound with a win the next time out. Well, I can't do anything about that personally, but what I can do is offer a solution for their more immediate hunger issues. And that, of course, is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They are Built Bar. Built Bars are protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars, and they have a variety of flavors to choose from. So there's a little bit of something for everybody out there. They're already introduced some new short time limited edition flavors they've also got seasonal flavors the next couple of months you're going to be wanting to follow them on twitter at built underscore bar go to builtbar.com check out all the flavors available and start doing the comparison you can get something with a really good calorie count really good fiber count protein count anything that you're looking for in a protein bar built bar is going to deliver and they're going to be far in advance way ahead of the game compared to some of the other nationally leading protein bars out there on the market. So try them out for yourself and take advantage of the promo code right now, LOCKED15. 
15. Locked on Nittany Lions listeners are going to save themselves 15% off their next order from BuiltBar.com when they use the promo code LOCKED15. Final segment of today's edition of Locked on Nittany Lions as we get your week started here talking some Penn State football and we will do so with the YouTube comment of the day. Just a quick reminder, if you are watching us on YouTube at any time, please leave the thumbs up because that really helps with the YouTube algorithm somehow. And of course, if you leave a comment down below, we read every single comment that gets posted to our YouTube channel and we will handpick one, maybe sometimes two comments of the day. And today's comment I picked in particular because I'm going to challenge it a little bit. I'm going to push back. I don't don't usually push back against the comments that come in here, but I got to take issue with this one in particular because this is what it gets back to. I think some people kind of overreacting a little bit and kind of going a little bit off the, the ne- more negative side than they really need to. All right. And that's going to lead me into our segment here. But this comment comes from Bryce who left a comment on one of my Locked On Now videos uh, over the weekend saying, after the first quarter, Penn State wasn't doing much even with Clifford in the game. Gotta take blatant exception to that comment right there because that tells me you weren't following the same game I was. Because the last time we saw Sean Clifford on the field for Penn State, he was leading a 14 play drive that covered 66 yards and it didn't end in a touchdown, but it did end in a field goal to put Penn State up 17 to 3. It was his only possession in the second quarter before he gets knocked out and Taquan Roberson comes in. So for me to sit here and hear somebody say that Penn State wasn't doing much. I mean, he put 17 points on the board against a defense that was only allowing about 12 points a game. So to tell me that Penn State wasn't doing much uh, tells me that you weren't watching the same game I was, Bryce. Hey, Bryce, I appreciate the comment. appreciate you checking out the channel and everything. It's nothing personal. I just... I can't accept that as a comment because Penn State put 17 points on the board against a really good Iowa defense in the first half with Sean Clifford in there. Look, against that defense, nothing was going to come very easily for any team out there, including Penn State. And Penn State still found a way to get three scoring drives put together. Now, yeah, I hear you. Sean Clifford was intercepted twice. The first one was a really bad mistake or deep in his own end at the start of the game, but the defense bails him out. The second interception, you know, you take a deep chance. It's going to happen sometimes. Iowa's the kind of defense that can pounce on those a little bit more often than some of the other teams that Penn State has faced. So uh, two interceptions, I understand doesn't look great, but 17 points. (laughs) I think that that's uh, not giving Penn State's offense enough credit with Sean Clifford in the game. Look, the turning point again was when Sean Clifford came out of the game. So, are you pushing any panic buttons here, Penn State fans? Because I don't think you need to be. And I understand the reason for concern. I think the biggest question we still need to figure out right now is what is the extent of this injury to Sean Clifford? Will he be back? When will he be back? Until we know an answer for that for sure, which who knows if we ever will find out an answer given the way that James Franklin handles information regarding injuries. It's really kind of tough to say. But Let's just play the positive outlook for now. Let's assume that this bye week comes at a perfect time. Everybody can get get healed up a little bit or at least maybe close to 100%. Maybe Sean Clifford will be able to benefit from that extra week off without it costing Penn State any playing time. If that's all true and you realize, look at the rest of the schedule, Penn State has three really tough games still ahead of them uh, with a home game against Michigan, road game at Ohio State, and that road game at Michigan State, all three of those teams are undefeated, folks. All three of those teams are playing some good football. Michigan getting out of Nebraska with a win this weekend. Uh, Nebraska kind of gave it to them a little bit at the end. But, hey, you got to credit what Michigan is doing. They're looking pretty darn good. Ohio State has an offense. They've got a defense. They've been blasting their opponents since that Oregon loss. Granted, the level of competition hasn't been very tough. But the Ohio State is doing what Ohio State is supposed to do. 
And then there's Michigan State, who is now undefeated still with 6-0 record, coming off a nice win uh, against uh, Rutgers over the weekend. So all things considered, a lot of challenges still ahead for Penn State. But I think with what we have seen from Penn State against Iowa, Wisconsin, and Auburn, in particular those three games, the defense is legit. The defense is going to keep games within reach. It's just a matter of whether or not this offense is going to have the ability to manufacture some drives, put some points on the board. If Sean Clifford's the quarterback, I think you have reason to believe that that's going to happen. It's just a matter of, are you able to score enough points? Let's think about Penn State chances if Sean Clifford is healthy. And that's going to be the big question, I think, moving forward over the next couple of weeks. Again, Penn State on a bye week this week, so you don't have to worry about a game. Uh, their next game will be in two weeks against Illinois at home. So it's a good rebound situation for Penn State. Uh, you know, you got to take advantage of that because then you got Michigan after that. I'm sorry, you got Ohio State after that. So uh, I think that getting a chance to get healed up, ready to go against Illinois, kind of correct some of the wrongs. There's still a lot to play for. Okay, the Big Ten championship still has to have Penn State probably run the table in the Big Ten East. It would have had to do that even if they won this game at Iowa. So as far as the Big Ten title picture is concerned, absolutely nothing has really changed. Do you have a slight lesser or smaller margin for error? Yes, but again, I think you were going to have to win every division game anyway just to get into the Big Ten championship. So ultimately, Big Ten picture-wise, nothing has really changed. Take a look at the latest rankings. Uh, AP poll, Penn State's down to number seven. Coach's poll, they're down to number eight. They're still in the top 10. This is still a top 10 caliber program with the way that this college football landscape has been shifting this season. So we're getting a little bit closer to when the college football playoff rankings will come out. By the time that they do, Penn State may have a second loss against Ohio State. I haven't really wavered from that game all season long. I always suggested that that was probably going to be a loss. So, you know, college football playoff wise, if they beat Ohio State, they're right back in the picture. But I think the playoff picture is going to be a little bit of a distant reach right now. Uh, but yeah, it's not off the table. So there's still a lot to play for. There is still a lot of meaningful football still to be played. Penn State is still in a position to have a very good season. A 10-2 record is not at all out of the question as far as I'm concerned. If Sean Clifford is healthy. I think with what we've seen, Taquan Roberson is not going to guide this team to a top 10 finish or a 10-2 record. I'm a little bit more shaky if he's going to be the main guy for the rest of the year. But again, I don't know what the situation is. But I would also say this. If Taquan Roberson is going to be the starting quarterback, let's say, against Illinois, you got two weeks to get him fully prepared and able to run this offense the way that you feel is going to be effective enough to get a win against Illinois. Even if it's going to be a scrappy game offensively, at least you have the extra time now to get him fully prepared, get him those first team reps, get him up to speed as much as possible, get him in rhythm with these wide receivers because that was unavailable against Iowa. And again, credit Iowa for that. But I think the bye week comes at a really good time, whether or not Sean Clifford is going to be healthy or not to play in the next game moving forward. Thank you once again for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. I highly encourage you to make your second listen of the day today's edition of Locked On Big Ten because there's lots of reaction to everything that went down in this Penn State-Iowa game. I'm usually on there on Tuesdays with the regular co-host Nate Dickinson. However, I'm going to be on there today talking all things Penn State-Iowa and maybe a couple other things around the Big Ten. But make sure you check out Locked On Big Ten every Monday through Friday. Get caught up on all the Big Ten football news and you know basketball season's around the corner, so I'm sure they'll have some basketball 
basketball coverage as well if you're into that kind of thing. But lots of stuff going on on Locked On Big Ten, Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you're following on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and check them both out on YouTube as well. And again, leave those thumbs up, leave those comments, and of course, subscribe to those channels. It's the best way to help these channels grow. And it's an exciting time, even for Penn State fans, as we go into the second half of the season. So you don't want to miss a single thing. Also, stay connected with our podcast, Locked on Nittany Lions, by following us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. Give our Facebook page a like at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. Don't forget, we're on Instagram as well at instagram.com slash Locked on Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage. Lots of post-game reaction from this Iowa game over on NittanyLionsWire.com and of course, I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com. We'll have some posts coming up, I'm sure, throughout this week as well. Getting you set for next weekend of college football. A Penn Stateless weekend of college football is upon us. Might be nice to kind of sit back and relax and just watch some other games without much of a vested rooting interest. Or maybe we'll find something to root for this weekend as well. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you again for watching. However, you've been consuming this edition of Locked on Nittany Lines. We hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. So send in your questions at our Twitter account, at Locked on Nittany. We'll answer any and all questions. I'm sure you've got a lot of questions today as we go forward, moving forward with our coverage of the Penn State Nittany Lines. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.